Cancer, this is your weekly, I'm sorry, this is your week ahead astrology forecast for Cancer suns, because what we're gonna do is dig into the major planetary transits and aspects as they impact and how they are related to your natal suns. Now, how do you know where your natal sun is? You gotta get your natal chart, and you can get those easily, find them easily on the web. Just go ahead and search it, and you'll find a bunch of different selections for websites that'll give it to you for free. You will need your birth date, your birth time, and your birth location. You can find that all on your birth certificate. Ask your mama. Now, I don't particularly know when your natal suns are. So what we're gonna do is, we're gonna start really broadly, first and foremost, those things that are going to impact everyone. And then we'll narrow it down to those things that are gonna impact every cancerian and then we're going to go ahead and talk about those things that are directly impacting your natal suns best based on your decan now what is that it is a group of 10 it's a group of 10 degrees because each zodiac sign has 30 degrees and you break that down into three why do we break it down into three so that the aspects because all aspects are are angles planets have different angles in terms of their position on the wheel to each other so um the zodiac wheel so um the angles are what determines the energy the 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 impact that they're having on your personal life and there's a major difference between a 30 degree angle right there's a major difference between how cancers that are born in the beginning of cancer season and cancers that are born at the end of cancer season are going to be impacted by the same planet because it could be a difference between a sextile which is very positive and a square which is challenging you know it's like there's a difference and you have to, we have to follow that so for those of you who are born with your natal sun between 0 and 10 degrees you are cancer ones for those of you who are born with your natal sun between say around 10 11 and 20 degrees you are cancer twos and for those of you who are born with your natal sun somewhere between 20 21 degrees and then 29 degrees finishing it out you are cancer threes let's start broad pluto which will impact a specific cancerians it will impact you directly but it impacts everybody pluto has moved and pluto has moved from capricorn into aquarius and first of all to start really broadly i don't even care where it's moved i care that it's moved because pluto don't move lightly this walks hard and carries a big stick and when he arrives you know it and actually pluto is very gender neutral so i'm just choosing the pronoun in general but Pluto don't play it comes in like a wrecking ball it just, it just wipes out anything that was there to make you start new start fresh do something differently right to bring about change and hopefully improvement because Pluto is very spiritually aligned so technically it couldn't knock down or destroy anything that was strong enough to withstand it's only gonna knock down the stuff that was false fake hidden because Pluto rules the underworld and it knows where everybody's been hiding their secrets it's gonna bring them up and them up that's what it's gonna do that's what it's gonna do that's how Pluto behaves it's ruthless it's ruthless and unavoidable so every time Pluto moves don't matter between which signs when it was moving years ago back in the 30s when it was first discovered when it moved between cancer and Leo World War II started okay 
couple years ago, more recent history, when it moved between um, Sagittarius and Capricorn, when it moved into Capricorn, we had the financial fallout back in 2008. Like, Pluto, when Pluto moves, so does the world. Or so does basically humanity and how we run our systems and what kind of humans we are changes when Pluto moves. So just the fact that Pluto has moved is a big deal. Now let's go a little bit deeper and say, okay, where has it moved from? Where has it moved to? It's moved from Capricorn, which is all about law, stability, corporate world, all those things, um, into Aquarius, which is all about community, fairness, friendship equality, revolution, but also ingenuity, advancement by thinking outside of the box. So one thing I know about Aquarius is that it always likes to surprise you. It does not like to be predicted. So we may not complete, it's like, it's like the curveball of zodiac signs, if you will. So even though we may try to guess, you know, where that pitch has come from, there's curveballs when it comes to Aquarius. It may land in a different spot than you think it's gonna land. But let me tell you something, because it involves Pluto, it's gonna hit like a wrecking ball. And wherever it lands, it's gonna be big. And all of us, not just cancers, all of us global will feel the impact. I guarantee it, that's how, that's how it works. The fact that it's moving into Aquarius tells us it is going to be impacting our current state of who we are as a community of human beings and what community means to us. Whatever that means. If aliens showed up tomorrow, that would blow our minds. But we would never look at each other the same way again, would we? Right? So it could be anything when it comes with Aquarius. It really could be. So let's just wait and see with that. But... Oh, I'm gonna get into it because this is your reading. Um, but yeah, it's 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 not gonna happen right away, as many of astrologers have talked about. Um, Pluto is gonna retrograde back into Capricorn later this year. Then it's gonna go back in Aquarius, and it's gonna retrograde once more in the beginning of next year, and then it's gonna go in Aquarius for over a decade. So it's gonna take about a year for that pendulum to actually strike when it does it's going to be a thud you know think about a year year and a half out before we really experience it like i said pluto entered capricorn in 2008 it was 2009 that it hit that that financial stuff was just it broke um it happened relatively quickly when it came to world war ii but when it came to the last time that pluto was in aquarius was uh 78 the American Revolution had started in 1776. Or was that the Declaration of Independence, right? Um, some people, I think, thought it was like the Tea Party or something. I don't know exactly when, historically, you say it began. But it began within three years of it moving. But the thing is, there was so much revolution going on already. Not just in the United States, but in general, in that time, we don't want to be ruled or dictated to by a monarch anymore. There are different options to ruling, and a lot of countries were figuring that out. So... When it's going to hit, I'm not quite sure. Will you know it when it does? I am absolutely certain. Um, let's get a little bit more specifically. Now, the moon has just come out of that. The moon impacts all y'all. Okay? You should always know where the moon is. I recommend Cancerians, please get a moon calendar or something that will track the phases of the moon. Please do this. I beg of you. And I beg of you because... 
it impacts you. It will impact your mood and your attitude. And if you understand it, you won't write it off as mood swings. You'll actually understand it as insight. Insight into a lot of different psyches. And every single month, you get a reminder of all those psyches. So that could actually build up your ability to use your own psyche insight, which builds up your empathy, builds up your compassion, builds up your intuition, builds up a lot of things that could be very useful to not only you, but the world. So get yourself a moon calendar. So the moon is gonna exit Aries and it's gonna end up first and foremost in Taurus. That's kind of where it is right now. That's a really happy place for it. But while it's in Taurus, over the next couple of days, it is going to, um, first of all, it's going to conjunct Venus, and then it's going to conjunct Uranus. And by the time it leaves, it will have entered, okay, so we will go from Taurus into Gemini. It's going to be kind of free and clear in Gemini, but by the time it leaves, so it will have conjuncted Venus, it will have conjuncted Uranus, Uranus and Venus are going to conjunct each other perfectly by Sunday. So there is this sense of a really romantic and comfortable and happy day. And then there's this kind of odd, weird, unsettled, intriguing day when it conjuncts Uranus. And then it goes into Gemini and doesn't really conjunct anything because nothing's in Gemini anymore. Right? And then it'll head in to Cancer. And I gotta say, while it's in Cancer, it's going to conjunct Mars. And the moon conjunct Mars is just not the best energy. It's pop-off-ish energy. This happens more toward the end of the week. This week, by the way, goes from March 24th to the 30th. I'm sorry I didn't say that up front, but, but it is in the title and in the, th the thumbnail. Um, so it's more toward the end of the week that it really does conjunct Mars, which is now in Cancer, Mars enters Cancer, this is a big one, Mars enters Cancer on Saturday and is part of a grand water trine between Saturn and the South Node, which is just actually confidence in the way that you do things and kind of finding your flow as to maybe the best ways to apply your talents and skills. So that could be a blessing, especially for a certain group of you, which we'll get into. Um, but ultimately, when the moon conjuncts Mars, there's moodiness, there's pop-offishness. And it will only last for a couple, really about a day, not a big deal. Um, what did I wanna say about it? But the big deal is that Mars is still, because it's, it's in the first zero to one degree of Cancer, it's still technically in opposition to Pluto, this huge transit that's gonna impact everyone. Because Pluto is at zero degrees Aquarius. And zero degrees Aquarius is technically within like 175, which is almost 180, which is technically still in opposition to Mars in Cancer. So it's not in Capricorn anymore, no. But it's still going to impact a certain group of Cancerians. Now, it doesn't, okay, I spoke wrong. It's not in opposition to Mars. But by the time the moon moves through Cancer, that moon will be in opposition to Pluto. So those of you in Cancer threes, at the very end of Cancer, I mean like the very end, maybe like the 20th and 21st, those of you born there, this is not the best day. This is a moody day. This is a day where you will feel the impact of a lot of significant changes, especially to your social circle. So, 
be aware. I'm going to get deeper into that when I go into specifics, but that's really what the moon has to look forward to this week because it's moving between Taurus, Gemini, and Cancer this week. Um, let's get into now the specifics since I've talked your ear off. Um, cancer ones. So those of you with your natal sun between zero and 10 degrees cancer, your natal suns are going to be sextile to the north node, which is in Taurus. Um, Today, Friday, it will also be at the very end of the first decant. It'll be sextile to Venus really quickly. So that would be those of you who are born definitely June Cancerians, but probably like June 30th, into June 29th, June 30th Cancerians, um, maybe, maybe, um, maybe maybe July 1st. Um, there is a quick sextile for you this week. Um, so on March 24th with Venus, which is opportunity. Opportunity for new refresh, fresh start, new opportunity in love, new opportunity in romance, new opportunity to look better, to feel better, to beautify yourself, real harmony. That's quick on Friday. The rest of the week, you have to look forward to squaring with the sun. Your natal sun will square with the sun. So this is conflict with who I am. You know, who I said I am versus who I really am. So it's kind of a confrontation of yourself this whole week. But you also have a trine to Saturn, which means that authority figures and rules and laws, you kind of have a harmony with. So even though it's like you're, it's challenging, it's almost like a sense of things out outwardly are going well, but inwardly, you for some reason, you can't smile the way that you want to because it doesn't feel like you're really aligning with your heart. And I'm gonna tell you something, if you don't align with your heart, since your natal suns are also uh, quincunx, quincunx to Pluto, if you don't align with your heart, you are really on the line right now. Don't make decisions that aren't aligned with what God's telling you to do. Just don't. If it's not sincere, don't let your brain convince your heart of what it's hearing. Your heart hears loud and clear God's voice inside of you. Know what you know and hold true to that. It's really important for you guys this week. Now we have Cancer 2s. You guys actually have a really nice week. Your natal suns are sextile to Venus the whole week except for maybe Friday. But after Friday, Venus is going to be in the second decant of Taurus the entire week. So your natal suns are going to be sextile to Venus. This is beautification. This is romance. This is opportunity for romance. This is opportunity for finance, financial growth. This is nice. And then it's going to be sextile to Uranus as well. So also opportunities in change, maybe opportunities in technology, maybe opportunities that come out of the blue that you don't expect, but hey, there's still opportunities. Trust them. On Sunday, Venus is going to be in perfect conjunction with Uranus. So these are strange, odd, but beautiful things that are coming your way. Take them and say thank you. Take those opportunities. Maybe even in some ways being attracted to somebody that you normally wouldn't be attracted to, if that's what you're looking for. It could just be a great financial opportunity. It comes sort of out of the blue or from a place that you didn't originally look, but that's okay because that's how Uranus works, okay? Trust it. It's still a blessing. You guys, your natal sun will also be square to Chiron and square to Mercury, which by this Sunday, definitely by Saturday, they're in conjunction, but by Sunday, they're in perfect conjunction at 15 degrees, um, 15 degrees uh, Aries. 
This is a rough one, man. You need the blessings this week from Uranus and Venus because this square to Chiron conjunct Mercury, Sunday you could get some really bad news or painful news or hear something like a statement said to you that's really going to hurt you and stick with you and you're going to be challenged to you're going to be challenged to take some information and use it to help you. Now, if you meet that challenge and you figure out how to use the information or what somebody said to help you or even just to teach you, believe me, your life will get better. But it will not be easy because Chiron is involved and squares to Chiron are never fun. Um, words that hurt, making things difficult for you. That is Sunday. By Monday, Mercury is going to conjunct Jupiter. It'll still be conjunct Chiron, but it's kind of sitting right between them. So things could get even worse because Jupiter just exacerbates anything it's a part of. And even though it does end up being very beneficial, conjunctions are neither good nor bad. So it's a sense of you've already got this square to Mercury conjunct Chiron. Mercury is still conjunct Chiron and then Jupiter's there. All Jupiter's going to do is make it bigger. Making it bigger sometimes can make it easier, almost like magnifying it, can make it easier to see. So take advantage of that. But Sunday, Monday, there could be some real rough news that comes in or real rough information for you to swallow. But don't you worry because Mercury moves quick and by Tuesday, it's really not in conjunction with Chiron anymore. Mercury is just conjunct Jupiter. Then things may actually start to make more sense and... It'll still be ringing in your ears, but I think you will maybe have dealt with the announcement or the, uh, just the information, the challenge a little bit better. But, but watch out, in terms of news and information, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday is not gonna be an easy group of days for you guys. But you still do have the blessings coming from Venus and coming from Uranus. So it's all hope is not lost. And then we have Cancer 3. So those of you who are born at the very, very end of Cancer, like uh, probably like maybe the 19th, definitely the 20th and 21st, it's you guys, if I hadn't said this before, it's you guys that are actually still in opposition to Pluto. And you're going to be in opposition to Pluto for a while because Pluto doesn't move very quickly and it's going to retrograde back into Capricorn. So listen, you guys are dealing with Pluto. You've been dealing it for a while. The thing is when Pluto moves... There's a huge energy shift. And so where the opposition or the challenge is coming from in the world is going to change. And that could really shock you in terms of social justice or in terms of fairness, maybe in terms of your friends. This opposition can happen to come up and you can't really control it and it can really sideswipe you. And with this move into Aquarius, you will definitely get the reverberations. Please be aware of that. You guys in particular, not all um, Decan 3s are going to feel this, but it's definitely those of you at the very end that will. The rest of you, you are sextile to the MC, which is the midheaven, which is marks, it's just a, it's a position in the sky. It's not a planet. It marks the beginning of the 10th house. And what does that mean? It means career. It means what you're building out into the world. So there is some sort of career opportunity, opportunity for growth or opportunity for learning and understanding to sort of make, make it in the world. So that's a really lovely position for your son to be in. Um, you are going to be square to the Mercury-Jupiter conjunction. So by Wednesday, not before. 
because by Wednesday, Jupiter will actually have come into the third decan, just the very early bits of it, and Mercury, Mercury will actually be definitely 21 degrees. So you early, early third decan, Cancerians, um, you will feel the square between the Mercury-Jupiter conjunction and that could just be rushing to decisions, rushing to conclusions, rushing to make statements, um, having a lot of things on your mind, information coming everywhere from everywhere all at once. Um, it'll be hard to wrangle, but it could be useful. And then we have the trine, which you guys have been experiencing for a while, the trine to Neptune. So there is that sense of kind of go with the flow and trust your psyche because your psyche is the truest and easiest for you to access now. I love you guys so much. I've talked your ear off. I hope I've made an impact on your week. Please subscribe to this channel if I have and then you can join our daily astrology live chat. Just come on in, get the notifications, ring that notification bell, and you can join if you're a subscriber in the chit chat. I hope you do. And there's also a full Born Without Boundaries tarot card reading for the week for Cancerians. Please go over there and watch that too. I love you guys, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye guys.